2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com weight weightloss.
0: Daniel Bryan unhappy with WrestleMania. Who's next for Bill Goldberg? And in an exclusive interview, we find out what's next for Shazza McKenzie. For Thursday, April the 22nd, 2021, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News.
2: Does Daniel Bryan have a Brady-like miracle in him here tonight in Tampa Bay at Raymond James Stadium? Can Bryan do it again? Can he duplicate what he did seven years ago at WrestleMania and win the championship in a triple threat match?
0: Daniel Bryan making his entrance from WrestleMania 37 himself along with Edge and Roman Reigns. Pretty much stealing the weekend. You don't steal it when you're in the main event. It's a given that you'll no doubt go for the best match of the night, but it was just a phenomenal encounter between those three. And it's come to light that it's not something that Daniel Bryan is looking back that fondly on. He did an interview with BT Sport, and in the interview, he revealed... He didn't want to be part of the main event at all and was lobbying to get out of the match all the way through the process, saying, quote, it was such a strong main event with just the two of them. I kept trying to get out of it. So Daniel didn't want to be there at all. And when it comes to on the night to watch Daniel Bryan perform, he was very much in the zone. But as he's revealed to BT Sport, it didn't seem to be the case. He said when it came to the match itself, quote, it was really bizarre. It's taken me time to fully focus what the experience was like, because it wasn't like a normal thing. I felt very out of body in it. When I'm wrestling, I feel everything, and I feel like I'm enjoying it. This was weird. I was out there, and it felt like I was detached. It was so strange that before the match started, I got this strange feeling like, oh no, is this like what it was like before? Is this what it's like before you die? Am I going to die? Oh, okay. I don't know why or how that happened, but it was unlike anything I'd felt from wrestling. I haven't watched... The WrestleMania 37 match back. I don't know if watching it back would help me figure out why I'm so detached. Maybe it was a sign that it's time to let go of being a full time wrestler. The odd detachment. I was like, ooh, like I said, either I'm going to die, or maybe it's a sign that this isn't and isn't the same type of fulfillment that it was before. I've been trying to meditate on it and talk to my friends that I'm close with about what this is. My contract is up relatively soon. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life. It's really sad that Daniel Bryan put on a match like that, yet feels pretty unfulfilled and unhappy with the whole situation. Like, even on his worst day, he's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. So it sucks that he feels that way. And maybe this is the time that we say goodbye to Daniel Bryan. I think it was wonderful that Daniel Bryan could come back on his own terms and finish up. Like wrestling on a high note. I mean, if your last big pay per view match is WrestleMania 37, then that is an amazing way to go out.
2: It is the largest international televised event in WWE history. For the first time, WWE bringing an event of this
0: magnitude to Saudi Arabia.
1: Oh, the hype they're creating is so cool.
0: I'm using my studying
3: time for this event, and I'm excited for this event.
2: Privilege it is to be allowed to be a part of an event like today.
0: Conversations on this went quiet last year because, well, everything went quiet last year. But according to WrestleVotes, WWE are heading back. To the kingdom of saudi arabia so this comes from the WrestleVotes twitter account quote two wwe sources indicate that an event in saudi arabia prior to the end of 2021 is very much on the table so wwe and the saudi general sports authority back in 2018 announced a 10-year multi-platform partnership with Saudi Vision 2030, the initiative uh, that is sort of working on the social and economic reformation of Saudi Arabia. And this meant that WWE were locking into a decade-long deal to put on multiple wrestling shows per year in Saudi Arabia. Now, obviously, last year, there was the small issue of the global pandemic that stopped that from being completely uh, fulfilled by WWE and Saudi Arabia. Uh, The deal calls for two events per year and as we say the COVID-19 pandemic forced delays in WWE visiting but they've had some financial success from events since this deal was brokered. We go back to the greatest Royal Rumble and Crown Jewel in 2018, Super Showdown and a second Crown Jewel in 2019 and a second Super Showdown in 2020. Just the one event that they managed to get in Saudi Arabia last year there's no word officially yet on WWE's plans to return they haven't put anything out publicly but chances are we could get an announcement if it's going to be for something later in the year we could be getting something relatively imminently from WWE to start building that uh, building that journey back to Saudi Arabia we will keep you updated with more details on this at cultaholic.com
2: of the wwe hall of famer direct raw and explosive this is goldberg
0: that was the last time we saw goldberg as part of the royal rumble falling to drew mcintyre in about 12 minutes and we kind of thought that might have been it for goldberg that might be the way that he goes out from wwe apparently not the case because he was on the bump hinting at another match in WWE against an opponent that we probably couldn't have predicted, but there's a really lovely story behind it. So on the bump, Goldberg says, let's be perfectly honest, a different era of Goldberg would match up against anybody. The question is, could this era of Goldberg match up with anyone and still have have it be interesting? I think the answer is absolutely yes, says Bill Goldberg. Big E could bring stuff out of me that I'd want to do, and I'd want to do it to make Big E proud of me. So Goldberg explains what this means. The story goes, Big E and I, that the only match I was ever late for or I ever missed in WCW was a match that I called in and told them I couldn't catch the plane because I was at a signing and I had to stay until everyone was taken care of. Big E was one of the kids I stayed for. So I will never forget his face. I'll never forget that day. And the fact that I made a positive impression on somebody like that, somebody that has been so successful at what they do, it's an honor and a privilege for me. So getting into the ring with him would be a different situation, but it'd be really cool in its own way. So Goldberg looking to get in the ring with Big E at some point soon. Goldberg and Big E... I mean, as long as Big E wins, <laughs> I'm just I'm nervous about Goldberg coming in and steamrolling through people. I'm not suggesting he would steamroll through Big E, but I like the story behind it. Like it's a lovely story. Like Big E was inspired. A lot of wrestling fans were inspired by Goldberg growing up. Some still are. So there's there's a lovely story there. I think it'd have to be Big E beating Goldberg in like a smash mouth explosive seven minute match. That's how we need to do it, surely. I will, I'm will. i going to percolate on that, I think, and get back to you.
2: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry?
0: We send our best wishes to EC3, who put on Instagram that he's been hospitalized for the last five days with an unnamed infection. From the post, he says, Control your narrative can kill you. That's not strictly just an attention grabbing headline, it's more of an update. Short version, an infection I neglected proper care for, put other people's needs before mine, went straight empath, cu- caught up to me, and broke me. Long version, it's extensive. I've been hospitalized for five days, and we will need longer. Anyways, I will heal. And if you want to help, drop a comment or thought or affirmation. Please do not text please all I ask. If you want to help, let me be alone. We send our best wishes to EC3 and a full and speedy recovery. Charlie Haas was chatting to Wrestling Inc. about the creative process within WWE. He says, quote, I'm very thankful for having the opportunity to wrestle for WWE. It was a dream for my brother and I when we were little to wrestle for them. Unfortunately, it was cut short when Russ died, when we were in the developmental territory, but I was still able to reach the goals that our brother and I had. Plus, me and Shelton Benjamin and Kurt Angle, I'm very thankful for that. There's a lot less pressure in SWE, his current promotion. He says, quote, They actually let me wrestle the way I want to wrestle. They don't don't give me a piece of paper to write what to say. They let me cut my own promos. They just... They didn't give you that in WWE, is what Charlie Haas is saying. I go out, he says, and I'm not feeling like you didn't work the arm good enough or the leg or your kick looked terrible. They never build you up when you're up there in WWE. They just kept picking on you and picking on you and picking on you. You're just like, man, do I really suck? Maybe I do. Reflecting more on his time in WWE, Charlie Haas says, Shelton and I would get to the ring first before the shows. We'd be there all day working out with Arn Anderson and we'd stay late you would put in the hard work that doesn't pay off the tag team did when they split us up after that it really didn't when you have a work ethic that you've developed in amateur wrestling and you were successful there and you apply it to that these agents see it like Arn and d malenko and jerry lynn however vince and triple h they don't see it i've been in the ring with triple h i just think my style at the time just wasn't what they wanted and there's no hard feelings Alex McCarthy of Talk Sports has given us some details on the reason behind Charlotte Flair's suspension in quotation marks so charlotte suspended from monday night raw this past week and given a $100,000 fine for attacking a referee then there was some conversations as to why this suspension was happening was it a tv role uh, was it just taking some time away to nurse injuries uh, alex mccarthy says quote from what i understand she's got some dental work sorting out but she's not going to be gone for too long so charlotte flair getting her teeth looked at and then she'll be back in the ring Hiroshi Tanahashi was chatting on the NJPW Aces High show about his movesets. He says, quote, I think you should be able to use your finish on anyone, any size. If I can get someone to the mat, I can hit someone with a high fly flow, just like the sweet chin music was a knockout for Shawn Michaels. And when asked about who he used as a reference for the high fly flow, he says, quote, Eddie Guerrero was my biggest influence for me. Just how beautiful that form was. Him using that move to beat Brock Lesnar definitely left a lasting impression. And could Kurt Angle be back on TV very soon for WWE? He was chatting on Hannibal TV. He says, "Quote: Well, my relationship with WWE is really good, and I like to keep it that way. I don't have any plans of going to AEW. I haven't really spoken to them that much. Just a couple of messages sent back and forth, but nothing serious." He then goes on to say, "I have something going on with WWE right now, and it most likely will materialize. I can't talk about it, but that's what I'm waiting on, and I don't want to mess that up." You. You know the company's been so good to me and I want to be loyal to them. A WWE TV return potentially for Kurt Angle? One to keep an eye on. Later on today, a brand new episode of Desert Island Graps Revisited as we are bringing back classic guests from Cultaholic Island to watch their dream matches. And later on today... I will be watching Trish Stratus versus Lita from the December 6, 2004 episode of WWE Raw with one of the hottest talents coming out of Australia right now. Welcoming back to Cultaholic Island, Shazza McKenzie.
3: When it's the hungry, upstart Tyson Baxter versus the tenure and international experience of Shazza McKenzie, well, somebody's going to get their heart broken.
0: And it's not going to be me. Let's go. Returning to the island from way back on episode 15 of Desert Island Graps. It's only heartbreak core Shazza McKenzie. Shazza, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. Literally, since we uh, last spoke, when we did our episode together, I listened back to it the other day. And it's all sort of talking about, hey, so 2020, we're going to break America. We're going <laughs> to get out there. And it's just like, oh, and, and it's just, it's tinged, Shazza, with so much sadness because... <laughs> oh, I was so positive. I was so full of hope,
3: so full of dreams. And now and... nothing, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what's nice is, is that like um, uh, we're, t- we're speaking today, just as it seems as if things are kind of getting back on track with yourself. Like I've seen you doing wrestling shows and traveling for events and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like, like
3: locally, everything is kind of, we've got like, our life is kind of normal here. Like we've been, we did some hard yards to get it so that we don't have any cases um, in the community at all um, so that we could open up pretty much to a hundred percent. Like we don't have masks, like we don't have a mask mandate or anything like that. Like uh, venues, yeah, just, I think, like maybe a week or two, maybe the start of April, like entertainment venues were allowed to go to like full capacity and people were allowed to dance again. Um, But also we've kind of gotten to near this point before and then like an outbreak happens and then everything just closes again. So like as positive and upbeat and happy and excited as I am about it all, I also know that it could just stop at any second and so i have to always be mentally prepared for like it to just not happen like every every booking i take every show i take like the booking that i did on the weekend had been cancelled on me i was supposed to go in january got locked down I supposed to go in um march but they got locked down in february so then they had to move their sh- february show to march and then so that i got moved to like it was just it's like it it is what it is like
0: it's just yeah. a mess. It's, and it's,
3: you just have to go with it.
0: We, you, I think everybody was expecting just to sort of burst through the doors in 2021. We're back, but we're kind of just sort of creaking the door open, aren't we? And just sort yes. of very delicately just taking little, yeah. little baby T- just steps Just putting
3: our feet in the water and then seeing what happens and not getting too, too confident because if 2020 told us anything it's that everything can literally just be gone in a second
0: what a, what a time that we've lived through the fact that even there without even without either of us blinking you said then we were allowed to dance again
3: we're allowed to sing again as well
0: oh, like what? in church
3: they're allowed to sing it's wild
0: it's just what a weird time to live through how was that first show back for you
3: so we started doing shows October, November last year at our training academy um, with like 50% capacity. Uh, So literally like somewhere between 30 and 50 people, like not many people because we're in our actual training academy. Um, So that like, so we'd already kind of tested out like wrestling in front of a crowd, but our first show back in front of like, in a, like a proper venue, with a bar with like over 18s and like they were st- our first proper venue they still had to sit down they weren't allowed to stand up they were allowed to stand up to be like excited but then they had to sit straight back down or like we could just get shut down completely um, so we had like security just being like sit and even our security had to sit they everyone had to like because I don't know what what I I mean I'm sure there's some science behind it like if you're up and walking around obviously that's going to spread it but like if you sit we are safe somehow um it just goes it just doesn't it doesn't touch you it's like oh don't don't go that low in the ground yes exactly so that first like show that was like in front of a crowd and like that it was just it was so like in front of like a loud rowdy drunk freaking crowd with everything going on was crazy and then like this past weekend was my first time like traveling like getting on a plane I hadn't been on a plane for 13 months I had not been on a plane since my trip back to Australia from the the trip of doom like and I used to be on a plane every weekend I was like I'm I was literally excited I was so excited for my one hour plane ride I was like oh this is like I'm like a kid again like it was just literally a one hour plane ride, but it was, I hadn't done it for so long. I was, it's crazy. I've
0: seen loads of headlines coming out of uh, the the wrestling scene uh, across where you are. Uh, We've had uh, the return of Aussie open just out of the blue. That was a nice random moment. Uh, Charlie Evans, Jessica Troy killed each other in yes. grand style uh, and it's just been amazing to see you back doing stuff mixing it up with the men and the women as well uh there's a real love for that sort of style over there and it's amazing do you think this weirdly from all of last year do you think there's going to be a bit of a renaissance for for, for wrestling in, in australia
3: i think we are very lucky um I, when the when the pandemic first hit and Australia was kind of like getting their shit together a lot quicker than a lot of the other places, I was like, "This is it. We're gonna take over. Like, we're gonna be fine." But ignoring the fact that America will just ignore the fact that there's a pandemic, I didn't I didn't factor that into my <laughs> Australia's gonna take over the world. I was like, "They're all just gonna be shut down forever because they're not doing anything." No, no, America will just keep going. But that's I digress. Um, but I was like, generally, like we have because we've been able to get this stuff under control and like with how readily available streaming and everything is these days, like we're finally being able to get these eyes on what we're doing. Like for, like the kids these days, they do not understand how good they have it. The first like eight years of my career is not on camera anywhere. No, it doesn't exist. So like, because it just wasn't a thing in Australia and like if we did do any like if we did film shows it would you'd film it and you'd edit it and then it would be released for on DVD like two months later like just the fact that we've got a li- live live streaming in Australia now is just insane because there's just there's so much talent here and they're finally going to be able to get their eye, eyes on them because there's not that much, like, in, like if you ignore, like, I don't know, America being crazy um, and running indie shows in a pandemic, there's not that much indie wrestling going on. Um, so there's, like, p- there's a need for it. So people are going to watch it. And, like, we're on platforms like Fight and, like, Deathmatch Down Under that I did on the weekend is up, going up on indie wrestling, t- uh, like, independent wrestling TV. Like, it's it's out on platforms that people actually will see. Um, so it's very exciting and it can only it can like we're still always going to be uh exclude like not excluded like I don't know separate to the entire world and it's going to always be very extra hard because we can't just especially right now we can't just jump on a plane and be like around the world or whatever but like at least people know we exist now which is is better than it was like five years ago when they did not know that we existed.
0: Hear more from my conversation with Shazza McKenzie and join us as we watch a cracker between Trish Stratus and Lita from Monday Night Raw in 2004 on the Cultaholic podcast feed. It is Desert Island Graps Revisited. On the Cultaholic YouTube channel, check out 10 Dream AEW signings. Which names would really turn the dial for all elite wrestling? We ponder that at youtube.com forward slash Cultaholic. Twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic. Sam Driver is back and I was having a chat with Sam this week about uh, some stuff happening on his Twitch channel in the coming weeks and months. And you're not going to want to miss a single week of Sam Driver on Twitch. I, I promise you that. that's all I'm going to say. Twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic. On the podcast feed, not only do you have Desert Island Graps revisited with Shazza McKenzie today, tomorrow, Matthew, Jack and Ross are back for the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, answering your questions from the mailbag and answering one big question in wrestling this week. And on Sunday, a, an extra episode of Desert Island Graps. Just spoil with these at the moment. I'm in conversation with the host of 420 Chopped, a voice actor from BoJack Horseman, from Trolls and many other things, and massive wrestling fan, Ron Funches. I think there is good to be had from the WCW invasion?
1: Absolutely. Booker T came out of the invasion. That was an amazing thing to see. The story of uh, Buff Bagwell's mom calling in sick for him. We would have never known that if it wasn't for the invasion. That's something that makes me laugh to this day. I enjoy knowing that. Ah, uh, seeing Stephanie McMahon team up with Paul Heyman and wear fun little mini skirts at a time that I you know I enjoyed that I was at the time. That, but
0: and now <laughs> Ron just looked off to the side there for, for approval of said comment. <laughs> Ron Funches joins me for Desert Island Graps on the podcast feed a little later on today. And I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. I love you, bye.